Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you. Welcome to the Matcha Talk podcast with me, Samia of Sunnah Living. I am here every Monday to have a down-to-earth, real conversation with you. This is a beautiful morning. I have my warm matcha latte ready to go and a topic I'm burning to talk about. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Matcha Talk podcast. This is your host, Samia. And today we're going to be talking about Quran journaling, one of the topics that has kind of blew up over past couple of years. I know that when I started to look into it, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't know what to do, how to do. And I'm sort of a how to do methodical person. So it was a little bit of challenge to see how I can incorporate this into my personal life. And I have a video about this on YouTube. Before we begin on this topic, I have a few announcements when it comes to the Matcha Talk podcast that I'm really excited to share with you. And also looking forward to making this podcast into something even more beneficial and inspiring and motivating for you. That's something that I really want to do is to motivate myself as I am making them and then motivate you through the whole process as well. And some of the new things that are going to be coming is I'm changing the format. So instead of coming to you weekly, I'm going to come to you bi-weekly. Um, that way I can have more useful content and also I'm going to have to change the intro basically because intro I mentioned I'm going to be coming to you weekly but that is going to change inshallah it will be bi-weekly and while I was just overlooking my purpose and reason for doing this podcast I realized that there was a lot more potential into this than that is coming out of it so I'm really working on a facelift let's call it a facelift of matcha talk and there are some surprises coming but i am not going to share them with you yet inshallah when the time comes you would know what is going on uh, meanwhile the things are going to keep on going as they are for the next maybe one or two more episodes and then expect some changes ahead inshallah with a new facelift but more importantly for you right now, I did want to tell you that we're going to be meeting every other week, not every week, inshallah. So I will see you the Monday after this one. And now let's go to our topic for this week, which is Quran journaling. Hi friends, it's Samia here. If you have been listening for even a little while, then you know my love for spiritual planning and reflections. That is one topic that I can talk for hours about. Don't worry, I'm not about to start right now, but I wanted to hop in and share with you a new Sunnah Living membership that I am starting for those who love planning and reflections as much as I do and enjoy having tools at hand to make it possible. I have started a sweet and simple PDF membership with a library of PDFs and planner principles like monthly reflections, Ramadan planner principles, and PDFs for the home. And there are a lot more coming, so head on over to the show notes or to sunnaliving.com for more information and to register for the sweet and simple PDF membership. I cannot wait to share with you all of the things I have planned for the members, so I'll see you there. I talked about Quran journaling a couple of years ago on a YouTube video. It was titled Quran journaling <laughs> and how to do it. And at that time, I was doing a sort of a different method. Uh, after a while of doing that method, I took a little bit of a break from the Quran journaling and I was trying to figure out why that break was needed. And now I know journaling is something that is always changing. 
it is very hard to be journaling the same way as you did two or three years ago. I would argue that it is hard to be journaling the same way you did even a year ago. And journaling has so many different methods. Some people do decorations. Some people do art journaling. Some people just write. Um, and some people are like a mixture of both. They write and they decorate and do all sorts of things. And that is a whole process which is a way of a person to become more connected and be more mindful in the present moment. That's how I would define journaling. It's a way to become more mindful of the present moment. And the Quran journaling does the same thing. It allows you to slow down and have a moment of pause in your reading and your understanding of the verses and the whole purpose of it is to have a personal reflection a personal connection with what it is that you are reading it does not have to come from an academic place or you know because there's so much different things within the Quran so many different approaches that you come at it with like if you're into linguistics you can look at that if you're into the language you can look at through from that if you're looking at through Fiqh, then you can look it through from that. So there's so many different angles. But for the majority of us, for me and you, for we're just trying to have a personal connection with the Quran. We're not trying to have some sort of a higher level of thinking. That's not something that we do on an everyday basis. And this is why I wanted to do Quran journaling. And I'm grateful because it did allow me to do that. So in this episode, let's talk a little bit about how I did it before, why that worked, and my new method in which that I'm doing it now. The first time I even became aware of the concept was uh, after I had done my Quran intensive program. If you don't already know that, it was part of the Bayina Institute, but I'm not really sure what's going on with it now. Um, it was a Quran intensive. It was a summer long, basically a one month long program in which you have a boot camp in the Quranic Arabic. It was very intense and I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. It was amazing. We were in a hotel room and we were just shuffling back from the hotel room to the masjid to learn the Arabic, to pray, to eat, go back to the hotel room to sleep and just repeat on repeat for 30 days. Very intense for sure but seriously I just absolutely loved it and uh, since then I have taken Sira Intensive which is like a similar program and it's a 10-day program and I do have a blog post about that. I will write it for you and also I will link you the YouTube video which where I shared with you about that uh, my Quran journaling. So at the end of the Quran intensive, I remember that they told us to find a surah in the Quran to whichever one that we want to do and just do the Arabic grammar for it. The Arab, that's what they call it, the Arab of the Quranic ayahs. So I was like, hey, I'm just going to continue doing this because the whole concept was that you already started doing something. You don't want to just not do it again. And so they were like, go home and start a little journal in which you're just doing the irab of one verse or one ayah of the Quran, whichever it is that works for you. And so this is how I started into it. I would look at the translation. I would look at the Arabic grammar, try to do the best that I could with that and uh, and just try to break it down, the ayat. And, and while that is in, enjoyable in itself, I kind of wanted to have a personal relationship with the ayah that I had chosen or that I was doing at the time. And because every ayah of the Quran is full of so many things, and I think it is a bit of a shame for us to say that we cannot have any understanding at all without X, Y, and Z. The Quran is meant to be approachable to anyone. 
The problem that comes in is when we're looking at the Quran and we're looking at our reflections and then we're like, okay, I'm going to derive a major lifestyle change. I'm going to derive a ruling. I'm going to have a more understanding of a specific way of thinking in, the, of, in Islam because of my personal reflection. That is not at all what this is about. You cannot have that much of a change of any sort when it comes to the your practice of Islam without special and proper guidance. The purpose of Quran journaling is just to have a personal reflection in which you just learn something for your own self. You can have a better understanding of what Allah is saying for you to say, oh my goodness, I did not see this layer until now. I see how this is going to impact me. I see how this is so amazing and beautiful. Why is it that I love it so much? Like this ayah, why is it speaking to me so much? So these were some of the early questions that I would ask and the way that I was doing it is that I would just read the Quran uh, in my daily readings at that time I was reading it after Fajr or was it after Fajr or before Fajr I don't remember but seriously it was a beautiful time so if you have not read Quran in the privacy and in the silence and in the solitude that at your own home or wherever it is that you may be I think you should definitely give it a shot. Have a moment where it's just you and Allah and there's nobody else. And you know, at nighttime or early morning time, that's where everyone is generally sleeping. So that is really a really good time to have with Allah. It is a time that is blessed in itself anyway. And so you just can add layers on layers of blessing on top of that. And that would be the best time. And my Quran journaling has been best during those times. I have done it throughout the days on and off, but the best times have been in the early mornings, like before or after Fajr, basically. Those are my favorite. And so this is what I was doing. I would just do my readings and I would be reading the Quran and something. I'm like, you know what, this ayah, I really want to know what this is saying. At that time, I could pick up like maybe just like, you know, a little bit of the translation. Oh, I think I know what this ayah is talking about. And I would say, okay, let me see what is it really talking about. And then I would open up the Quran, the translation, and I would look into that. And it was in uh, grammar, sort of a translation. And I would look into that. And then I would say, wow, this is speaking to me because of this reason. It would be a very informal paragraph. I'm just writing what is it that I'm feeling. I'm not spending two hours on it. And that is really important about journaling. You have to see what you can do consistently. One of the mistakes would be to start journaling and say, I'm going to spend 30 minutes every day and I'm going to do this. And a lot of people are good with that. I am not good with that. I cannot stick to that at all. I know because my life is changing. Every day is changing. If I made to say I'm going to do 30 minutes every day, it just does not work. That's just my way of thinking. Maybe that's just the artsy side of my brain. I'm not sure. But a very set routine schedule does not necessarily work for me. There has to be room for flexibility. So if this works for you in which you know that you're going to hold yourself accountable and you can do it regularly, then mashallah, good for you. Um, but don't hold yourself to someone else's standard. If that is not working for you, then don't do that. Do what it is that is working for you. That would be my best and most important advice on how to start the Quran journaling. Do the schedule and the consistency, which is works for you. If it's once a week, then fine. Every other day, fine. Every day, fine. And you just do that. And secondly, let's talk about the method that I was doing, which was doing the Quranic grammar and all those sort of things. And that is not something that you have to do either. That is just what I was doing at that time. I'm actually not doing that anymore. I don't do the Arab in my current time anymore. And uh, I have actually forgotten a lot of it, which is quite sad. 
Um, but inshallah, I will get back into it another time. But I, currently, this is just not where my life is at. And so I'm not doing that. So you have to do what it is that you are hoping to achieve. If you're doing a formal study of the Quran, then see, okay, this is how I can do a formal study. If it is a very self-study, then it is a self-study. It's self-paced. And you just do what it is that, that you feel comfortable with doing. You know, a lot of the times I look at the how-tos of Quran journaling and there's quite a few people who have talked about it now. And the ones that I don't relate to are the ones that are very, very methodical, very, very too methodical in which you're like, you have to do it this way and you must do it this way, makes you do it this way. And I'm like, you know, if it's working for you, then great. But journaling has to be very personal. It is looking at how you want to approach the Quran, what it is that you want to get out of it. What I remember looking at when I go to the Barnes and Nobles, my favorite bookstore, I go over there and I look at the Christian sections. There is, I mean, probably I think I had they have two full aisles of Christian literature and bible journals and just bibles right a bunch of non-fiction and fiction books and then they have a section on bibles different sort of bibles and then they have some bibles that are very specific to a specific way of thinking so it would be bibles for young adults bibles for working bible for i've not seen entrepreneurs one but i won't be too surprised now or a bible for mothers or bible for women so they look at the bible and they sort of take you through an experience from a different perspective and this is my this is my approach to it, right? To, to the Quran journaling. We're not doing it the biblical way. We're not changing anything. We're not publishing anything. But at this point in life, I may be looking at the Quran through this perspective. I may be trying to find some more peace through it. I may be trying to find some more justice through it. Or I maybe I'm like, I need to know how Allah talks about balance in this world, social justice, or the view of environmentalism and I could approach it from that angle as well so find the approach that you are currently wanting to get to the Quran with what guidance are you looking for in the Quran that's one thing that I am learning as I continue listening to talks and stuff in which they're really imploring you to come to the Quran with humility and submission and this idea that I want to learn I want to grow it is you don't come to the Quran with qualifications that I'm coming to the Quran uh, I have this view and I'm going to try to find the view in the Quran that's just not how to approach it the approach is I want to understand this specific area of life and I am coming to the Quran I'm hoping and praying and making dua that Allah is going to guide me towards that understanding and it's going to open doors for me where I can understand this more and maybe more resources will come along your way where you can formally uh, take that study or that approach and so that's what I called it then I said I would read the Quran and I would look at the ayat and I'm like you know why is it that's meaning a lot to me why is it that it's speaking to me and that would be my reflection and I loved doing that and I did that for quite some time until that uh, that just sort of halted I'm not sure why it halted but it did it somehow just halted and now I am restarting and I didn't even realize I was Quran journaling until someone mentioned it I was sharing it on my Instagram stories at Sunnah Living and I was talking about the Quran translation which someone gifted to me and I loved it you can find more um, on that definitely on my Ramadan blog post I talk about that there
because that Quran is perfect. I just love it. The translation is just amazing. And so I was just talking about that and I decided to share the benefit of it that in my note taking, I called it my note taking at that time, because one of my goals this Ramadan is to start a self-study of Surah Baqarah through a tafsir. So I really wanted to do that. I really wanted to just start somewhere. And I thought, what better place to start than Surah Baqarah because it covers so many things. Uh, I know that it is a pretty big surah. It's the largest surah of the Quran. But I felt that it was just a good place to start because of the extensive amount of topics that it covers. And I said, you know what? A best place to start is just have a summary and then later on do whatever it takes. So I just said, you know, no rhyme or reason, no specific method. My intention that I'm just going to do a self-study in Surah Baqarah. And I was just sharing a little bit of my notes on it. And someone mentioned, oh, thank you for sharing your Quran journal. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's true. This is also a Quran journal. So this was like a, a sort of a light bulb moment. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is also Quran journaling. So there are different methods. And so this is a method that I'm doing right now and I want to tell you a little about it because it is actually being a lot more enjoyable than I thought it would be. I had a hiccup in it. When I started when I started the Ramadan, I had ordered a book and I thought that book was a tafsir of the Quran, but it was not. Tafsir is something you're reading the Quran and it's like an in-depth more than a translation. And different tafsir have different way of approaching the Quran translation, you know, uh, I guess tafsir would be a very, very, very formal form of a Quran journaling where they're looking at how these uh, historical resources, the practices and understanding of the companions. So that's what I thought it was when I ordered the book, but it turned out to be the exact opposite. And it was my fault. Obviously, I think I just didn't read it properly. It turned out to be a summary of every juz of the Quran. And so here I was trying to find more detail and it ended up being a summary. And so I was like, oh no, what am I going to do right now? And uh, Alhamdulillah, the most famous tafsir that I've heard about is by Ibn Kathir. And I'm like, let me see if I can find it. Now, if you were to buy those books of, of Ibn Kathir, they can be quite an investment because it's a volumes. And I saw 400 and something. That's the the price I saw on Mecca books. And I'm like, well, I can't do that. And fortunately, there is a website where they have compiled all of the tafsir of Ibn Kathir. Like all of it is on there, broken down by each surah of the Quran. And you just click on the surah and you just start your journey in the tafsir. And I was so excited when I found that because it is made for mobile and you can just go through it. And what it is that it's not like you don't keep scrolling. It's like a little bit of scroll and then you go next little bit of scroll and it goes ayat by ayah and it talks about what the companion's understanding was, one of some of the early scholars' understanding was. And obviously, I go through some of those things and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't really understand that. And that requires a bit of a more research on my part and I've only done that once because when I was reading something, it just, it was really hard for me to understand it. It was like really uncomfortable feeling that I was having and I'm like, I just really need to read up more about it. So so it was actually my sister who told me that there are books where are commentaries on the tafsir of Ibn Kathir. So that is really important to know. Um, anyways, I still find it so beneficial, so enjoyable and addicting. Honestly, I am addicted to it. I am like, this is when the time comes for the tafsir or my Quran journaling, I'm calling it a self-study of Surah Baqarah. 
I get really excited about it. So it has been a really good process. And this is what I'm just doing. I am really not, I don't have my Quran open for this. I just have my Quran journal open and I'm just like, all right, I'm going to continue my reading for, for the day. And it just, you know, it just saves on your phone. So I just continue from where I left off yesterday and it just starts with what the surah the ayah that is talking about and sometimes it's double so 34 to 35 or it might be just ayah 34 and then it just lays out a translation and i'm not writing anything down at this point i'm just reading and soaking it in i'm just starting it and anything that i want to keep like a memento or something that I'm like, oh my goodness, wow. Or, or for example, in the beginning of Surah Baqarah, I am reading about when Allah mentions this whole section on hypocrisy, that there are different, the four different types of hypocrites or hypocrisy that are mentioned. And I had no idea about that. So I'm like, wow, I need to write this down because it all does come together within that same section. It is quite amazing. So, uh, I looked at it and I just drew the four quadrants and I'm like, okay, let me just write things down. And I did that. Other times there are some du'as that are really speaking to me. So in the Quran, when it comes to Ibn Kathir surah, it's not like you're just, uh, tafsir, it's not like you're just reading the ayah and it's only talking about this ayah alone. What Ibn Kathir has done is that he has said, okay, this concept or this topic or is further explained in this surah or that surah or this ayah or that ayah. And so it all sort of comes together. And so there are times when I'm reading something and he talks about it and then I'm like, and then he mentions, connects it to another surah and I'm like, this is just amazing. And so I need to write this down. And I write the du'as down like that too. Like there is one du'a which is really amazing and i just loved it and they're talking about the believers and this is also in talk about the hypocrites in the same topic they're talking about the believers who are going to be on the day of judgment on the sirat where we're going to be walking right and everyone's going to be illuminated by the light of their faith and when it comes to the hypocrites they are going to be chasing the light basically they they will ask those who have the light and they will ask them please give me the light too and so they will be told, go back to the end and then you will get your light. So they will turn around. They will just go behind the believers and they will turn around. And as soon as they do that, a wall will be erected between them and the believers. And the believers are going to be in light and, and just light, you know. And the, and the hypocrites are going to be in complete darkness. And that's how they will perish on that sirat. And the believers are going to be asking Allah. They will ask him, oh Allah, please establish for us this light. Because it's going to be coming out from within them from their right hand. Some say that it is going to be coming from their right finger. And they will ask Allah to maintain this light and to forgive them. And that he is the most, uh, has knowledge of everything. And that is the dua. And and I just, uh, and I just really found myself attracted to it because i said if the believers are going to be making this dua on the day of judgment on the sirat then i need to learn about this dua now 
so that I can know what to say when that time comes. This is my personal reflection to it, right? Like this is not at all telling me to do something different. It is not telling me to do something that is not found in the Quran. It's not telling me to change some major understanding of the faith. No, it just, this is a dua that is speaking a lot to me and I decided that to memorize it and to write it down in my Quran journal. And so this is the journaling that I'm doing now. It is a little bit of a note-taking that way I'm like, this is amazing. I need to write this down uh, to help me understand it better, to help me memorize it. Or, you know, writing it down really helps to understand and to hold it in your memory something. So I'm using it for that purpose as well as I am writing things down that are meaning a lot to me, that I want to understand. And I'm trying to beautify it in its own way. I haven't really done any stickers or highlight or anything because for me, when it comes to Quran journaling, that is something that will get in the way. Because those things take more preparation, they take more time. I'm just sitting down with my phone in my hand, with a tafsir, and my Quran journal open, and a pen. This is all that I have in front of me. So this is my approach to Quran journaling. I want to link, actually, let me give you that at the show notes. Uh, a link to a Facebook group, which is all about Quran journaling. It was started by Recite Reflect, I believe, um, Sister Sumeya. Uh, she also does Quran Illustrated. That's one of her. Iman Illustrated. I've, Iman Illustrated. I believe that is the name of her Instagram account. Where the focus is all about Quran journaling. People are just sharing how they are journaling. And everyone is so new to this. They don't. Because this is a newer thing. It hasn't been really explored. Or maybe the reason why it hasn't been explored. Is because it's been called Quran journaling. Sort of what I did. I would just cycle. Oh, this is my self study. And someone said this is a Quran journal. And I'm like oh my god yes it is. It surely is. And so people are just coming to terms with it. And it is so beautiful to see. That people are looking at the Quran. And they're just engaging with it. Allah tells us to do the tabur of the Quran, to think deeply and to reflect. And this is one way that people are doing it, and they're doing it in so many different ways. So it's been really nice. Uh, I will link that for you as well in the show notes if you want to look at that. It is a Facebook group. I believe it is public, but it may not be public. But I think you're going to find it useful. Sisters over there, some are doing digital journaling. So they have these diagrams and these imagery that they've created and they're finding that useful and they might be listening to a lecture of the surah and they take notes and they make it available some are doing just basic you know like me just pen and paper some are taking paints and stickers and coloring and markers and it's just it's just really wonderful it the whole purpose of it is for us to have a personal relationship with the quran and if if the journaling whatever it is how you do it is helping you do that then alhamdulillah spend some time with the quran especially in the ramadan i think it is important to have a goal that is attached to the quran one of your main goals in ramadan spiritually speaking has to be attached to the quran and if quran journaling is what you are looking for if that's something you are delving into then do that my most parting words on this would be to not compare your journaling with anyone else as in with everything do not compare your worship with anyone else what you are doing is what you are doing you know how your mind and your body work and some people are doing it early in the morning uh fajr a uh, post fajr time is great but for you that may not be the best time you may not be waking up that early you may have a lot of responsibilities after that time maybe you have to get ready for the kids maybe you have x y and z you know look at whatever time you have in the day and do it 
the, the, and make your intention correct. Your intention at the end of the day is to come close to the Quran and to come close to Allah's book and to imply it into your day, apply it into your daily life. That is the intention of all the believers. And you just add on to it whatever personal goals that you have when it comes to the Quran. And that is our talk today about Quran journaling. I hope that you found it useful. I hope my method helps you and it helps you to find your own method. And you know what? You might be like me. You might be doing something already and it might be Quran journaling and you just had no idea about it. <laughs> so it is an open field. You just, just explore make your intention right and just take a step into it. Spend some time with the Quran and that's all that's all it is that we need to worry about anyway. So remember, I will see you the week after next and we will have our next matcha talk together and sooner or later we'll actually be able to have matcha because I have been craving it. Actually, uh, there was a time during Ramadan, obviously there was a time I was not fasting. I already had my my non-fasting days. And I'm like, man, this perfect opportunity for me to make matcha. But subhanAllah, I just didn't. I did not make matcha. So I'm looking forward to making matcha after Ramadan is over. And it's, I probably will make it on Eid day because I'm really craving it. <laughs> so inshallah, I will see you week after next.